2: All right, welcome back, everybody, to another week of the South End Zone Podcast. Uh, I'm Eric. I'm hosting this week. I am joined, as always, by Timmy and Jason. Timmy, what's going on?
0: Uh, Not a whole lot, man. Uh, Kind of an interesting uh, football-adjacent topic this week. Uh, I've got my notepad out because I think I'm going to be learning about some Twitter follows that I should be following. Um, So I'm going to be taking some notes, man.
2: Learning is the name of the game. That's why we're here. Jason, what's up?
1: Uh, You know... Just uh, another week, man. Got uh, some interesting. I got to be honest, I didn't do one lick of research for this episode. I'm just going to wing it and see what happens.
2: Yeah. So the cool part about this topic is it doesn't require a ton of research because it's something that we already do uh, pretty regularly anyways. Um, But to catch up the listeners, uh, today we're we're moving off of the field more into the football adjacent stuff, which to be quite honest, we like doing more. Uh, It's more enjoyable and fun for us. If you're a college football fan in the year 2022, college football and talking about college football and interacting with people has kind of moved away from the the water cooler model of, you know, 80s and 90s and more uh, in the social media space. And today, if uh, if you're a college football fan, you're going to find out who you should or should not be following on Twitter uh, to kind of keep up to speed on the happenings and and what's going on in the game. Uh, First category that we are going to do is coaches, and this was actually maybe one of the more challenging parts that uh, we ran across, and we'll get to the why in a minute. But, uh, Timmy, I'm going to start with you. You're only allowed to follow one college football coach on Twitter. Who is your guy?
0: Well, this is a trick question because I feel like if everybody was asked that question, there would only be one answer across the board, and that would be Lane Kiffin. Uh, I would tend to agree. But excluding him, I, I would have to say that somebody else who's in the same category, maybe not as as you know brash as he used to be, or or as Kiffin is at times, but Jim Harbaugh is still a pretty good follow on Twitter uh, for entertainment value. You know he he's got a lot of the coach speak stuff that he puts out every once in a while, but you know sprinkled in there. Every, every once in a while will be, you know, the video of him tossing up 375 on the bench or some horse shit like that <laughs> and fucking pressed khakis. So there's those little golden nuggets that slip in every once in a while for me that make it a, a worthwhile follow.
2: Well, they're coming along better than I anticipated. Okay, so you're saying like, so in contrast to Kiffin, who is kind of a jokester and, and if we're being honest, a bit of a troll. Yeah, Uh, you're you're going with Harbaugh, whose comedy is a little more unintentional.
0: Yeah, like I said, I don't know that any of the stuff that he puts out that I find hysterical is posted for comedic value on his part. He's he's being dead ass.
2: Yeah, like him him dropping squats at some high school with one thirty five on the bar. He's like, yeah, check this shit out, and
0: right, got
2: it. Yeah, no, I can I can get with that. He's a he he is one of the more unintentionally funny people in in the college football world for better or worse. Uh, Jason. Who, who, yeah. It, uh, it sometimes is uh, Jason. Who's your guy in the, uh, if we're just going to stipulate that, that Lane Kiffin is a, a cut above everyone else. Who, who else are you looking at for interesting Twitter follows?
1: Well, uh, it, without a doubt. And it, you know, it's almost kind of like uh, it's almost in the same sort of category as, as Lane Kiffin, but for different reasons um he you know he just he posts wildly entertaining stuff and it's mike leach i think we all we all in this uh on this podcast agree that i mean this dude his twitter account is just twitter account is just elite i mean he his pinned tweet is on the air raid offense philosophy and it's a quote from sun tzu from the art of war (laughs) like i mean he he's just so out there of a dude that half of his posts are not about football. Like he he'll be the guy that posts something on Twitter about, you know, how he found this weird spiced ginger beer, uh, while he was outside of the United States. And how can I get some here? You know? I mean, he just, it's a great follow. He posts a lot of funny shit. Ultimately there's not a lot of like the coach speaks stuff.
2: He, yeah, he's, well, he's, in, in his own category uh, among college football coaches, he's just a really, really unique dude. And we'll be talking about more about him in a couple of weeks. Uh, but my favorite Mike Leach tweet is the most recent one I saw, which I think was last week. I'm just going to read it directly because this just sums up Mike Leach on Twitter. I recently drove through Heber, Utah. That town had more tree houses than any town that I've ever seen in a small radius. Send pictures of tree houses near you. Include the location. <laughs> what the fuck? that was that was from last week and he he has 172 responses to that and i and how I many of them wondered,
0: has has he liked so that he can like pin them I, somewhere to go back well, and look
2: i was i was just gonna say i haven't gone down that rabbit hole all the way yet because it seems like that just screams to me like a rabbit hole that i may never come out of
1: yeah I mean, well, that's the great part about Leech's Twitter. That's why he's my number one guy, because it is a giant fucking rabbit hole that you can go down for so many different things. Like the the conversation that he had uh, when he was interviewed about candy. And, you know, you go in and there's people. Yeah. And there's people in there talking about this asshole got me addicted to nerds clusters. You know, (laughs) the the comments are so great. I mean, it just like he put on there like two weeks ago. It was like, who else loves cargo shorts? And there's like a two minute video explaining why cargo shorts are fantastic and all the uses you can have for them. (laughs) It's like the furthest thing away from football you can imagine. Yeah,
2: he's he's one of my favorite just people in general as far as college football goes because he's I I think uh, I don't remember which one of you but I think it was when we were doing coach most likely to and Mike Leach was described as a guy who knows a lot of shit about a lot of shit and he's you know a lot of coaches are just really kind of slaves to the grind and single-minded focused on football and he is not he he's got a variety of interests I remember watching clips from like it was like 60 minutes or something when he was at Texas tech and he's talking about all these different things he's interested in. And and he actually said, you know, like I went through a Napoleon phase for a little while there. I was really into him Uh, and just really off the wall stuff that you don't hear any other college football coaches ever really talk about.
1: Yeah. I mean, he, he's a big, kind of like a big history nerd, you know? Yeah. Huge. Yeah. And has that, but I, I think he does it the right way because like he is also in the, Sort of a Mike Gundy type personality, where you know you like Gundy despises social media. I feel like Leach is probably on some level that guy. Like he, you know, he understands like social media and all the negativity with it, but at the same time, he's going to utilize it to be funny.
2: Yeah. So ordinarily, uh, in in the kind of the round robin format we do, it would be my turn, and I'm just going to be honest. I'm going to punt because outside of Kiffin. Leach and Harbaugh, uh, every other college football coach. And I actually sat down and I just looked up like probably somewhere between 30 and 40 accounts. And they're all the same. Most college football coaches, their Twitter accounts are just blah. It's the only time they ever, you know, they'll retweet something when uh, a high school kid commits.
0: It's debatable whether or not that they're actually even the ones running their Twitter account. Yeah. And a
2: lot of them, it's, it, it is so you know, plain ass vanilla that it's almost like you, you just assume that it's, it, it's going through someone like in the sports information department or some intern is handling it. And it's, yeah. So really uh, this category ended up being a lot kind of underwhelming for, I guess, sort of what we th- we thought it was going to be. Uh, Kiffin, Leach, Harbaugh, end of list. <laughs> and, and really you're not going to get much from really anyone else. Um, shifting gears into People who are intricately involved in the game, uh, but not coaches, and that is announcers and analysts. So this is either play-by-play or game-day announcers, or guys who are in the studio talking about a number of different games, uh, like it's a halftime break or something, or even uh, maybe people who aren't on the broadcast but analyze, anyways, for whether it be for a website or a a newspaper publication or what have you. So, Jason, we'll go first with you this round. Who do you got? Who's your one
1: number one? Man, it, like this is a tough one for me because if I'm looking at an analyst, if I'm if I'm thinking like a good analyst, I want quality info, but I also want somebody who's not scared to like fire back at a dumbass response to his tweet. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like if somebody tries to call him out for being a homer or some kind of bullshit, like he's not scared to fire back. And man, I feel like I got to give props to what, who I think is probably the best in the business in college football. And that's Herb Street. I think Herb Street is a great follow on Twitter. I mean, it's, he doesn't do, you know, just the like cringe tweets and he's not a huge homer. He wrote a book and he's not constantly promoting his book on Twitter, that kind of stuff. And he's actually pretty a- interactive with fans and other analysts that tweet him, but you know, he's not scared to be like, you know hey you're a dumbass when someone tweets him something stupid you know so i feel like i got to give herb street props for you know having a twitter account that's pretty interesting to follow most of the time
2: yeah he's my number one as well and i think what you talked about the interaction piece he doesn't just put something up and then disappear like he'll he'll fire back you know, when someone you know has something to say he'll 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 not necessarily go back and forth but he'll you know maybe clarify something uh you know or correct somebody or yeah but he doesn't do it in a dickish way either, but yeah, he's a uh, as far as announcers, I think he'd probably be at the top of my list as well for most of the reasons you stated, uh Timmy, who's your guy or gal?
0: No, I mean, I'd just like to agree with herb Street. um I think you know if I, if I would have gone first in that segment, that would have definitely been my pick. As far as everybody else, it's kind of like he's the cream of the crop from the announcers and commentators perspective. But, you know, moving down a level, um, I feel like um, somebody like a Joey Galloway, uh, I find entertaining on Twitter, just because he has that uh, prior player um, kind of angle that he applies to a lot of things. So there's sometimes that I get insight from following him that I might not get from just a you know generic run-of-the-mill announcer, broadcaster-type guy. So that would be my vote. Huh. I don't think I follow him. I'll have to get on that. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's definitely not like cream of the crop, but I feel like you know, if we're going to exclude the Herb Streets from the, the conversation, then for me, he's definitely a good follow to, to have that kind of information.
2: All right. Uh, so this round I will partake because thankfully there are more than two or three, uh, decent Twitter follows in the announcer and analyst world. Uh, and the one that, uh, I guess the one I'm going to pick, cause it kind of came down to two people for me, but I, I'm, I'm going to give a slight edge to a guy named Nate Tice, uh, whose dad was, uh, he played tight end in the NFL for a number of years. He was the coach of the Vikings, uh, kind of in the early two thousands. Uh, so Nate Tice uh, is Mike Tice's son. He was a, he's been an assistant at a couple of colleges and now really he's more kind of in the scouting realm more so than like game preview or recap or just straight up analysis. But uh, as far as finding out, Hey, you know, this player, you know, why does, why does this play work so well for this team or this formation? Uh, Cause he'll include video clips. Uh, and he really does, I think a, a really good job of explaining why, like, Hey, here's why, you know, Michigan has been so effective running the ball, right? Here's why NFL scouts love this linebacker, um, that type of stuff. And I, he's just, at times he, he can be kind of funny, but that's not really what he's about. He's more about the information and education part. And I think uh, a lot of college football fans could learn quite a bit from following Nate Tice. Hmm,
1: Interesting.
2: So, and then
1: this dude up, because honestly, I've never even heard of that guy.
2: Yeah, and I don't know how I got on him other than I just kind of stuck I'm sure someone I follow retweeted and I was like, oh wow, that's actually, you know, he's pretty insightful.
1: How the hell do you spell his last name? T I C E. So okay, so he's not a he's not a verified dude, but he's got thirty seven thousand followers.
2: Right. Hmm. Yeah, so nothing he's nothing prettier he's than good.
1: a Randy Savage elbow drop. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, Like him already. Um, Yeah, I was about to say, I kind of like him right already, right out of the gate. You know? Well, I'll give him a follow. Nice.
2: Uh, Speaking of people who you like and who you follow, uh, Jason, do you have any any round two on uh, announcers and analysts?
1: Oh, okay. Round two, announcers and analysts. Man, like there's a smattering of dudes that at this point, like I, I feel like everybody should be following if they are you know, into that kind of thing. Like I like following Mel Kuyper and he's not a college football guy. He does, you know, all the draft coverage for the NFL, but he, (laughs) two reasons I like to follow him. One, because you know, it's Kuyper, the hair, the glasses, it's just, he's great to listen to. And every time you read one of his tweets, like you, you hear it in Mel Kuyper voice, like he's one of those guys, like he's, Voice is so distinctive and kind dun, of funny, dun, dun, yeah. Dun. <laughs> yeah. It's like he's talking about how productive a guy is, and you're going very productive, you know, like you you read all his tweets in his voice. And so anytime he touches on some college football dudes that are like big time draft prospects, I really enjoy following him. He would be one of those guys. You know, McShay's kind of his counterpart where McShay's counterpart just kind of more rival. Yeah, slash rival. And he's just more kind of blah. He's kind of boring, just general, not real exciting. But as far as Twitter and entertainment goes, just to like Kuiper's whole makeup and his look and just the way he talks, I think it's a good follow. So he would probably be my, my number two for anything sports related to football. But like I say, mainly when he talks about college football prospects for the draft.
2: So I don't follow Mel Kuyper, um, but he seems like to me just on the surface, he seems like the kind of guy who part of the value of following him on Twitter is getting access to the replies. Cause he, he can be a very opinionated <laughs> and polarizing guy. And I can see where he would speak strongly about something and just set a bunch of people off. And I'm sure the replies are just a laser show on some of this stuff. So,
1: Oh yeah. I mean, people crush his takes on the daily, you know, he'll yeah. talk about how he likes, uh, Jameson Williams in round one to new England and people just jump on there and crush him. They're like, ah, Lave's is a better route runner. He's this, he's that. I mean, then he doesn't give a shit and he doesn't interact.
2: Yeah. Joe, the insurance salesman from Wichita is telling Mel (laughs) (laughs) paper junior that fucking Jameson William can't run routes.
0: Yeah. The guy that's only been doing this for the last 30 years and has Uh, been on the stage at every fucking NFL draft ever. ever, (laughs) His takes are always garbage. Yeah. Bill yeah. in
2: fucking new hampshire you know uh, yeah t- twitter can be a bit of a hellscape sometimes in certain regards that's, but that's, that's what
0: makes twitter great is fucking bill from new hampshire can call his takes garbage yeah. you
2: know speaking of people who make twitter fun timmy uh round two who do you got
0: um so one of the other guys that i follow um not just for football but because he has a good kind of spread of just general stuff that he likes to tweet about. Um, But David Pollack has a, has a pretty good, uh, Twitter account. Um, it's not like spectacular, um, by any stretch, but like I said, he has a lot of variety, um, in the things that he's interested in the things that he's involved in. Um, cause he's involved in a lot outside of just his, you know, ESPN gig, um, podcasts, charities, all sorts of shit. So he's got an interesting Twitter feed that I like to follow. So for me, that's a, a second solid second choice.
2: All right. Well, my second choice, um, very similar to nate tyson it was kind of close between those two guys but since i was able to call out both of them on here uh, my other guy would be jordan reed who similar to Mel kuyper um he's he's got a, a kind of a background more in the scouting but he'll you know he'll tweet about you know reviewed so-and-sos tape watch these three games here's what stood out here's what he needs to improve on doing that in 280 characters seems like it'd be very very challenging and he does it well he's and he's not he's not quite as polarizing as a Mel Kuiper would be. Um, There's not, uh, you know, he's not, he's not hunting for clicks, but he, uh, in fact, I think he actually recently got hired by ESPN, but I've, I've followed him for a couple of years and I, I find, you know, especially when we started doing this and instead of just kind of watching a game or watching the same five or six teams routinely, like I always have um, finding out more about some of the players who, you know, maybe I wouldn't watch their game. Otherwise has been kind of fun for me. So Jordan Reed, R E I D
1: okay that's what i was fixing to say i was like where is this dude i can't find him okay draft analyst for espn college football writer okay i got
2: it. yeah and i think i think he got picked up by espn probably within maybe the last two or three months like very very recently but he's he's really good and i find a lot of his stuff like super informative and i oh
1: yeah okay well i know why you like him he's talking about the vikings like within five seconds so (laughs) oh well
2: yeah (laughs) It's, I'm kind of tired of talking about the Vikings. They're, they're wearing on me. Uh, so shifting gears, we are going to take a break, and we're going to hear from uh, another organization that is on Twitter, and they can be found at DK Sportsbook. Uh, Jason's going to give you the lowdown on their latest uh, offers and promotions, and then we'll be right back with reporters. <laughs>
1: Hey, basketball fans. The Final Four is here so you guys can join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state, you don't have to worry about that at all. You can still join in on the action. With DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TPPN. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with the promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Restrictions apply. See our show notes for the details.
2: Thank you, Jason. And uh, we'll move into the last, uh, well, next to last segment, um, the last specified segment, which is reporters. So these are, uh, you know, someone who, who works kind of in the journalism field, whether it be for a website or a print outlet. And there's, there's a handful of good ones, like really good ones. Uh, But Timmy, I'll have you go first on this. Uh, Among reporters, whose Twitter account do you find the best?
0: Um, So the most uh, informative and most relied upon that I always seem to end up going back to is uh, Pete Thamel um, at ESPN. He seems to uh, have reliable information that's usually at the forefront of breaking news. Um, So if his name's attached to any type of report, um, I'm looking at it very closely and uh probably thinking that it's definitely something that's uh in the true category versus some bullshit, if you know what I mean yeah, yeah he's good
2: he's uh he's now he's not in my top three necessarily, but he's very very good so uh that that's an excellent choice. Jason, who do you got?
1: man it's kind of a I feel like as far as reporters go, I mean there's a ton of like great reporters out there a ton of them that you could choose from and argue which way they, the way they write articles is better or whatever. Like it, it, to me, it's, I I like the guy that's the savage and (laughs) is not afraid to slam someone. And these are typically dudes who report for smaller websites or print outlets, like you say. And he's actually a reporter for, uh, well, it's another Twitter account. It's called on three sports, but, He does work for a Bama on three, which you know he reports on Alabama football. He's pretty, you know, small time, I guess. He's got like thirteen thousand followers, you know, mostly Bama fans. But the (laughs) the dude is a straight savage. I mean, he is not scared to slam someone when they do something stupid. I mean, he does put out some good info on you know Bama's recruiting and their on the field stuff and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, I just like him because he's not scared to slam someone on Twitter and make a savage tweet that makes people react and go nuts. And it's really entertaining. So uh, Clint Lamb is his name.
2: All right. Clint Lamb. I'm going to add him to the list with uh, Joey Galloway here. Write that down before I forget it. Um, All right. uh, Mine. um, I'm going to go with Nicole Auerbach, who is, she's a senior college football writer for the athletic website Who. And just the site in general, I'm a big fan of, I think it's a fantastic website, no matter what sport you follow, whether it's college football, uh, MLB, NHL, NBA, very, very good. And she is one of the main kind of national writers, but uh, her, she's been um, really, really tied in on like through the fall, the conference realignment and playoff expansion, kind of any, I think anything I talked about as far as conference alignment expansion in the last six months on this podcast at least fifty percent of it was information i got from her twitter account her at is nicole n i c o l e Hourbach a u e r b a c h uh again with the athletic but her uh she's she's an excellent excellent writer and her twitter account is very very good and informative and interesting and i think if you follow college football you should follow her timmy round two who's your pick
0: i don't really have a number two like i said pete thamel was kind of my go-to as far as news everybody else that i follow is more revolving around you know the the homerism in blacksburg um, because that's (laughs) the blinders that i have on but from the national perspective I, i more or less kind of rely on the you might like section of twitter that kind of blasts shit out to you that yeah the old algorithm know, coming yeah in. yeah the people that are there <laughs> chatting about stuff that you are interested in but not follow that's usually where a lot of that shit pops up for me so
1: well i've i've got kind of an honorable mention here one i should have mentioned as well that's not a homer pick um she actually does stuff for uh the nfl and college football for uh Bally sports i don't know if you guys have that channel Bally sports but uh we get it here i'm sure a lot of people get it the braves are on it all the time but uh anyway her name's annie agar and oh yeah she yeah, yeah. she does a lot of funny shit i mean she's got almost 300 000 followers she's really popular and she's got a lot of funny videos that she does and she puts up funny memes and stuff like that and obviously we're all happily married men here but you know i i I'm not ashamed to say that she's an absolute smoke show. So it's uh, you know, that's also, if you're, <laughs> if you're a guy and you like funny shit on Twitter and beautiful women, then she's a great follow.
2: I, I would agree with that. I'm an Annie Agar fan. She's uh she's an excellent follow. What do you guys think about fine
1: Oh, it's brutal. I can't do fine man. All right. When you
0: cause I go back and forth the, when you say the words, Paul fine to me, my eyes roll so far back into my head that they come out of my asshole. But not in a good way. Not in a good way. I can't fucking stand that guy. I'm sorry.
2: What What is your beef with Feinbaum?
0: I'd, I'd, you know, I've never really sat down and thought about it, like, on a therapist's couch level. But I guess that he just comes off to me as, like, very pompous and, like, uh, Anything uh, that he says goes, and he he seems like such an establishment-type guy. Like, oh, I've been covering this for the last 60 years of my life. Who are you to – shut the fuck up. Your takes are weak. You're fucking stupid. Nobody gives a shit what you have to say, okay?
1: <laughs> well, I, one of my favorite fine-bomb moments ever was on SEC Nation when uh, – what's uh, the big swag What's his name? Marcus uh, – from LSU. He works for Network. Yeah. Spears. Yeah, there you go. Okay. And they were talking about haircuts and they were messing around with Tim Tebow about his haircut. And somebody looked at Feinbaum, it's like, Paul, what do you tell him? Leave the sides. <laughs> 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 yeah. He's like, just like, leave the sides, you know, whatever. But it, he gets trolled a lot. But I I'm with Timmy on this. And growing up in Alabama, Feinbaum was huge because he's he he wasn't always on ESPN. He started out on uh, the Birmingham radio show. It's like jocks 94.5 or something. And so yeah, that's he was where a radio the, I, guy
2: in Alabama for decades. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. And he's, you know, he's, he's from Tennessee. So he's like a Tennessee guy, but you know, obviously not, he's not really homerish with him. He's I, I would never call him a Homer. I've never really heard any homerish takes from him, but yeah, the idea that he's like Mr. Know-it-all in college football, I've never really agreed with. I'm like, This man has never played one snap of football. And that's not to say that he doesn't know some shit about football, but it drives me insane when people call into his show and they're like, Paul, what do you think about Tennessee's offense this year? <laughs> like this guy has no fucking idea about X's and O's. Why are you asking him?
0: I feel strong about this now. Really strong. But Feinbaum will sit there and tell him what he thinks about Tennessee's I know. offense. And people will fucking listen. And then I'm over here going, what the fuck are you doing talking about that, Paul? Nobody gives a shit. So who was right?
2: Yeah. So some top, it really depends for me. It's very, my opinion of Feinbaum, really of the Feinbaum show uh is dependent almost entirely on the subject matter. Uh so if he's talking about uh and and really outside of the SEC, he doesn't seem to know more than anyone else about anything. But he he's really up, you know, knowledgeable on kind of the the going ons of the SEC. But I don't know that I would ever follow him for like tape breakdown like like one of the guys we talked about earlier as far as analysts or anything. So I just I think in some respects I really like listening to him. But I, I can see how people would be kind of turned off by the mannerisms, I guess.
1: Yeah. The arrogance, I guess is a good word. Like he, he does, Timmy's right there. I think he does seem a bit arrogant with his like football level of knowledge.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I, he's just kind of, I just want to get your guys' take because there's one of those, like I find him an interesting Twitter follow. Yeah. Another guy that's pretty good is Stuart Mandel who also writes for the athletic, uh, more kind of the national college football writer. But, uh, his at is S L Mandel, M A N D E L. So very, very similar to Nicole Auerbach. He's, uh, he doesn't specialize in in one area or one conference or one team, um, although the athletic has plenty of those people, but their national writers um, across all sports are very, very good, and he is no exception. so that's uh, so that's reporters. Now we kind of after we made up these categories, we realized that there's a lot of really, really good Twitter accounts that aren't associated with any of those, and we're going to slide them into the old honorable mentions. So Timmy, what is a good Uh, one or two Twitter follows that are not a a coach, analyst, or reporter?
0: Um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it, but I've followed this account called the uh, College Football Film Room. Um, It's got a lot of of good stats, um, you know, things of that nature, you know, to give you a different perspective on, you know, players, on teams, um, a whole different plethora of things. And I've always found them really informative. Well, Jason, it sounds like you have, you're familiar with that one.
1: Yeah, they, uh, I actually do hop on and, you know, check out their stuff because they do have, you know, some interesting stuff and they've always got good highlights and stuff on there. So it's, it, it is an interesting follow. If you're like a, you know, like we are like, if you're a college football junkie, you know, but for the casual fan, they're probably not going to be following that account, but you know, for your more, Die Hard and college football junkies. Yeah. It's a great follow.
2: Okay. Well, I'm going to have to get on that train here and give me just a second follow. Okay. And that is at film college for any of our listeners who are unfamiliar with this account. Uh, Jason, what about you?
1: Well, we, we touched on it before, but um, like I would almost say the, the Reddit college football page, but I kind of want to, I have to give a shout out to our boy, man, because he's, he's, he's helped us out with content here and there and freezing cold takes, you know, oh, yeah. at, old, at old takes exposed. It's an absolutely elite follow. You know, he's got a ton of followers, real, you know, real popular. He's uh, like I said, I, I think I might've said it on a previous episode. I think he's actually a Florida fan, but I can't, con- can't confirm or deny that, you know, I don't want to put him out there, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, he's a great follow and he gets tagged. God, there's no, I don't even want to know how many times oh, he gets yeah. tagged today. I need to no, ask if, him.
2: Yeah. If you have any sort of like stature or notoriety in the college football or any really, um, any sport, and, and you have a voice, a strong opinion about something, there is, there's like a 95% chance that somebody will tag freezing cold takes in your replies. Oh,
1: yeah. 100%. Like you
2: just, you can't make any sort of proclamation without, without some tip shit being like, Oh, oh, freezing cold takes, look out, put put this one in the vault. Yeah, write it yeah, down. But,
0: but I, I like that kind of checks and balance system because it keeps those shitheads honest for when they do make those bullshit takes. And then yeah, no, three I, months, I love three the months later, it comes back in their face.
2: Yeah, I love the fact that the account exists.
0: And I'm looking at you, Danny Cannell.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah, waiting
2: I, for it. I just don't like that anytime that that's... I think it's weird that that's people's like go to rebuttal is, oh, calling old takes exposed. I was like, well, if you tell, if you think someone's wrong, tell them why you think they're wrong. Like, that's just like the people, oh, well, you must not watch football. You you know, it,
0: but come on, Eric. You know, that, that's, that's one of the, the downsides comments, of Twitter. The comments section on Twitter is just like the comments section oh, anywhere. It, yeah, it never rapidly, read the section. it rapidly. Delves into like the sixth gate of hell yeah. about three comments down, and the IQ level continues to plummet exponentially the further down <laughs> you go. Yeah, so you all, get to yeah, a point where they're only making grunting sounds at each other.
2: Yeah. Oh, Re- yeah, the reply section of of Twitter is it's like Fast and Furious movies. Like the the yeah. further you go, the dumber and worse they are. Yes, one hundred percent. And poor poor freezing cold takes to uh, kind of has to carry a lot of that water but
0: uh, and, some and other if i could ones. hold on if i could oh, just yeah, yeah. for a second on this topic i would like to uh, make a public service announcement for everybody out there and it's learn how to use fucking punctuation there's nothing that infuriates <clears> me more when you're trying to read somebody's comment and there's no punctuation and it's just one long fucking sentence and you you can't even read it like your brain starts to cramp so Get some fucking periods. Get some fucking commas in there, and uh, then you can uh, speak your mind. End of rant.
1: Mm. I love Gram- grammar Nazi coming in hot. I not love, even a
0: grammar Nazi. I don't even <laughs> care if you spell it right. Nancy. Yes,
1: I love when a
2: good segue just drops right into my lap because <laughs> you're talking, oh, no. you're talking about grammar and punctuation, and <laughs> <laughs> I, I've run across this guy. I have no idea who he is. Uh, he's just a dude uh, from Alabama. His account is uh, four years old. He has twenty nine hundred followers. His name is Horace. Oh his yeah. Ad, and I I just run across this guy because he he will reply to a lot of college football posts, and I'm not even going to read these to you because this is this is really, it's one of those things that you have to see for yourself. But I kind of I kind of get a kick out of it. But it's uh, his at. Large E L Y P H A N T S and every tweet uh, and he mostly hangs out in the replies, but every everything he tweets ends with hashtag roll tide, and it's one of those he's kind of a troll. He'll get on a, you know other conferences or teams from other conferences, and very very pro Alabama guy, but he he really leans into every god awful stereotype about Alabama that you could ever dream of.
1: And yeah, if you're not and from you know. alabama
2: it's kind of funny but uh, just since you brought up punctuation and grammar i i had to shout out my guy horace but some other good ones uh, no context cfb is that's more of a fun one than like educational or informative like you're not going to learn anything new but you'll get a couple of chuckles uh, they'll they'll just have kind of a random picture much like their name says no context and that's that's kind of a fun one uh, the two reddit pages reddit cfb and reddit underscore FCS for those of you who pay attention to the FCS college football world are both really good. And then I also like PFF uh, pro football focus bet their their wagering page uh, that is PFF underscore bet. Uh, That has a lot of interesting info on lines and line movements and and such that, uh, you know, if if you follow along with our show for our, our picks and our lines, then uh, you probably get a kick out of that one as well. But those are mine.
1: Yeah, the, the betting page that I like, it's called betonline.ag. So bet at betonline underscore ag. It's a really good betting uh, website. They do a lot of funny memes and stuff. They like, they did, you know, some scientific data on the Chris Rock over Will Smith, you know, oh, Oscars, goodness. tweets. I mean, it's it's a really good, like, kind of an all-inclusive basketball, football, memes, it's a really good page so pretty entertaining there too.
2: All right, well I I think that is all of my honorable mentions. Do you guys have any more?
0: Um the only other one that I'd throw out there is um There's a uh, pro football focus college account um, that does a lot of the same stuff as the NFL version that I find highly informative, kind of that advanced stats and metrics type of shit. The the
2: grading game by game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's, uh, that's really cool. I didn't know for the longest time that they had a, uh, a college uh, account dedicated to that until uh, the beginning of this year. So I thought that was a, a nice follow for me. Yeah, I, I think it's fairly recent.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah. That, and the only that, as far as them mention, started doing that. The only honorable mention I had was, and Eric, you actually put me onto this one by accident, I think, is pick six previews. I I didn't had no clue this page exists, but apparently this dude's a Heisman voter.
2: Is that the is that the one I tagged you the other day with the, the yeah scoring differential?
1: Yeah, yeah. And he I, man, you you go down his Twitter page, dude. This guy's got all kinds of interesting stats, man. Like, I mean, just whatever you're interested in, like wide receiver. You most wide receivers drafted since 2000. You know, I mean, just stuff like that. There's just if you like are interested in kind of weird, obscure stats. Like what school has the most draft picks, whatever, just weird stuff. He he's got all kinds of stuff, man. Like here's an interesting one. Like here's an interesting tweet you might find on this in the past decade. Duke football has the same amount of wins 62 as Nebraska and Tennessee. (laughs) Like, Holy shit. I'm totally embarrassed and
2: totally ashamed. Yeah, that, that is a good one. Uh, most improved offensive lines from 2020 to 2021. You know, points per game offenses. There's just a lot of, it's a lot of comparative stuff, which I like, but that's a good one too. Yeah, and that is uh, pick six previews spelled just like it sounds. And if you guys do not have any others, um, then I I think that might just uh, about round us out. We said we don't have any emails from that damn guy this week, right?
1: No, no, he's a ghost.
2: Uh he shit all over Timmy and his soft pretzels and then disappeared, vanished. Into the I know. Woodwork.
1: I know. Yeah. I've been trying to get him back, but he's, he's a ghost, man. I don't know what he's doing.
2: So I think that'll wrap us up for this week. Oh um,
1: man. Okay. Before oh, we go, I, I had, I do. He just messaged me back while we nice. were talking. I actually, I actually message, uh, freezing cold takes to see how many times a day he gets tagged. He said minimum. 500 or so. Oh,
2: God. Oh, 500
1: God. tags per day minimum. Oh, Holy fuck.
2: And it's probably spread across like eight tweets. Yeah, that's yeah. what he said.
1: He said, and the majority of them are the same tweet.
2: Right. Like it's like 60 people all thinking they're unique and original and tagging old takes exposed. <laughs> yeah. on, and the replies, yes. oh, my God. I I'm going to
0: be that guy.
2: <laughs> I could not do it. All right. Well, he's a better man than me that that, that account is even still active because I would have shut that shit down years ago if that were me.
1: Surely but, he's got his notifications turned off. Got to. Yes. Oh,
2: my God. His phone would just burst, like just explode.
1: Yeah, it would melt down.
2: Yeah. So speaking of shutting it down, uh, I think we're going to shut it down for this week. We'll be back at you next week. Uh, currently we are scheduled to start the coaching deep dive series, which I think we have three or maybe four episodes planned on that with a small break with a guest uh, in the middle, but we're going to start that next week. And the first two up uh, that episode is going to be titled new faces, new places. And we are going to learn a little more about a couple of guys who are starting their first power five head coach jobs. Uh, that's Billy Napier of Florida and Dan Lanning at Oregon. So stay tuned.
1: Thank you very much. Have a great day.